Welcome to the rooftop. We are on article number four of our 27 waterline articles. Uh, I, I'm really excited about this series. It, it is, um, I think it's long overdue. And I think that um, this approach to getting below the waterline and helping rooftop leaders make better human connections uh, down where people live, below the waterline, that meaning-seeking, emotional, social, story animal who struggles, that's what we need. And uh, this number four article is, it, again, it's number four of 27, and I wrote these to help uh, leaders get a better sense of where human connection really exists, inspired by uh, T.E. Lawrence and his 27 articles that he wrote after World War I. But number four is when shit gets tough, people get primal. And boy, is that ever true today, right? But, I mean, have you noticed that it seems like people are acting more and more primal do you see examples of, of tribal behavior, whether you're walking down the street, our, our middle schoolers on the bus, the way people are treating each other in public forums during elections? Well, they are. That is happening. What we call the churn in rooftop leadership, it, it's in full swing all around you, right? High stakes transactions, mergers, the hustle and bustle of daily life, it gets super chaotic. And when you think about the arena, that all of us are living in. Think about the arena that you're living in. Think about the arena that your coworkers, your kids, your family uh, are are living in. It is. Uh, I break it down in in three ways. One is the arena itself, which is volatile. It's uncertain. It's complex. It's crowded and it's ambiguous. VUCA. That's an acronym that actually military strategists put together after the collapse of the Soviet Union at the end of the Cold War. Because what was once that bipolar world between those two entities that kind of offset each other and, believe it or not, provided some degree of stability and predictability to the world. When the, when the Soviet Union collapsed, it created this chaotic environment, right? This multidimensional environment, this multinodal environment that was hard to figure out. And so strategists said it's volatile, it's uncertain, it's complex. Uh, I added crowded because everybody's trying to have their voice heard and it's ambiguous, right? It's just not clear. Is that not the arena that we live in today? I mean, just think about it, right? And so, and, and that's pretty unprecedented. It seems to get more and more that way. Then you add the human terrain, what I call triple D, uh, distracted, disengaged, and distrustful. Distracted, the ancient brain, uh, our ancient brain in this trying to make sense of this modern world, it hasn't changed much in thousands of years. And our brains are so easily distracted with goal interruption, with the mobile devices, the 24-hour news cycle, social media. Um, the disengagement is at an all-time low. The great resignation that we see, the talent tsunami, that's an absence of purpose. Disengagement is an absence of purpose, and it's at an all-time high. Some polls say as high as 85% of workers are disengaged. And then finally, distrust. Trust is at an all-time low in the United States and in the world. Trust in our institutions like Congress, the media, banking, corporations, it's all fallen off, has it not? We're losing trust even in the military now. It's dropping uh, double digits. And then trust in each other. Our social capital that we need to have is really eroding. In fact, there's an article that came out recently in the, I want to say it was in the Atlantic, why the ten, last 10 years have been uniquely stupid. And one of the things that it says in the article is that social scientists generally agree that for a strong liberal democracy to survive, it needs three things constantly. 
Uh, one, it needs uh, institutions that we can believe in and trust in. It needs uh, strong social capital, so these linkages between humans uh, that bridge you know, beyond one's individuality and in-groups and out-groups. And then finally, uh, strong stories that we tell about ourselves, a narrative that is cohesive to all of us. Let me ask you, how do you think we're doing? Right? How do you think we're doing? Not that great. And then finally, resistance, that internal uh, self-sabotage that we feel, the imposter syndrome, whenever we try to take the microphone or do something bigger than ourselves, right? Th- that is unprecedented in this time of churn. All of those things, VUCA, Triple D, resistance. And then you add two years of COVID, my friends, two years of persistent fear, epic uncertainty, and prolonged isolation, any of which are the devil's cocktail. My goodness, right? No wonder when shit gets tough, we get primal, right? Look around. How are people acting right now? How do people act when they go back into the office or when something sets them off or they talk politics at the Thanksgiving dinner table? They go from zero to 120 in three seconds, right? And maybe you do too. That's not normal. That's not appropriate for a first world situation, yet it's what we do. Is it appropriate to bash our neighbor over the head with axe handles because they believe in a different political candidate? Right, But that's how we're treating each other. Sebastian Younger says we are treating each other with the contempt normally reserved for one's enemies. And all of these factors that I just talked about, these social factors are creating this churn, this just this trance-like state where we, we are literally, as Ivan Terrell says in The Human Givens, we are in a trance, right? Our bodies go into a trance to survive. And this is a physiological response to fear. Uh, this is a physiological response driven by fear uh, with different emotions in play there and different stimulus that drive us to that. But when there is a change in the environment and, and, and there is the perception of resource scarcity, or that our status is going to be affected. This is primal behavior, right? This is where we go. We go below the waterline in a negative way, and we enter into this trance-like state of fear-based behavior. And if you stay in fear or sadness long enough, it goes to a secondary state, which is anger. And Terrell makes it a you know Terrell makes it a very clear point that anger makes us stupid, right? It, it, it diminishes our our, our perspective. Our, it diminishes our ability for higher intelligence functions. We look and act like we're simply trying to survive. The sympathetic nervous system takes over and we go into this fight, flight, or freeze state and we just look like we don't trust ourselves, right? And, and human connection and broader perspective is the least of the things that we're trying to do. That self-actualization stuff at the top of the Maslow pyramid, it's gone. We're just trying to, we're just trying to survive. Right. And that's one thing if you're, you're trying to wield off a saber toothed tiger or rescue your family from a car crash. But this is a first world situation that we live in. And these responses are not appropriate for that. But yet, are they not happening? And that's hence the, the waterline article is that when shit gets tough, people get primal. And this is something we have to understand as leaders. We have to understand and we have to consider this. And it's getting worse. In this VUCA, Triple D, resistance environment, as we reemerge from two years of persistent fear, epic uncertainty, and prolonged isolation. And don't forget, don't forget the divisionist leaders who are out there with the objective of dividing us. They exist in politics on both sides of the aisle. They exist in the media on both corporate media sides. They exist in uh, the marketing world. 
right? They are divisionists. They are not bridging trust leaders. They are not trying to bridge and unify us under a common vision or common narratives that we know social science says we need. They are dividing our social capital, our linkages to each other to create in-groups and out-groups, to create tribes, to create primal clans that fight for resources and status the way our ancestors did. Only this is even more sinister. It's what I call shadow tribalism. Because we have evolved so quickly in this modern mass technology world, we have lost our connection. Remember we talked about that waterline in Article 3 about getting below the waterline? Well, most folks around us are at the tip of the iceberg. They don't even look below the waterline. They don't even consider what's below the waterline. It's only the transactional, materialistic, controlling, obsessing about having left brain (laughs) representation of digital reality things that we care about. The connections, the relationships, the social capital, the trust, loyalty, rapport, those things, storytelling, reciprocity, that our ancestors knew to be true we have completely separated ourselves from. And as a result, Mother Nature has her revenge by visiting shadow tribalism upon us. We act tribal, we act primal, but it's only the negative side of the primal behavior. You know, there are positive sides to primal behavior. There's reciprocity, there's rapport, there's uh, hospitality that we're going to talk more about. There's storytelling There's listening. All of those things come from a more traditional status society that's below the waterline. They positively offset the things like feud and and dishonor and shame and, 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 and revenge that are so commonplace and scarcity in, in below the waterline as well. So when this emotional temperature that we're experiencing right now goes into the red with you and the people around you and you go into that trance-like state of of fight, flight, or freeze and you're just trying to survive and and your ability, your, your perception for human connection is the size of a soda straw. This is what's happening all around us, right? When, when, when shit gets tough, we get primal. And so we've got to recognize that we as leaders have to, have to first lower our, our own emotional temperature and, We have to manage the emotional temperature of others. We have to remember that a transactional mindset isn't worth a damn in these settings. In fact, it'll, you know what it'll do in this time of fear, uncertainty, and isolation? It will actually breed social insurgents inside and outside your organization. So if you navigate the world right now in your business, uh, in your, inside your teams by a transactional, I'm going to get mine mindset, you are creating social insurgents all around you. And at some point, somebody's going to roll a grenade in the room with you. People are going from zero to 120 on the emotional scale in seconds. And so a transactional mindset is not going to get you where you want to go, right? Instead, what I encourage leaders to do is is look for ways to be what Dr. Benjamin Hardy calls an empathetic witness to the person in front of you, right? And particularly in the face of high emotion. When, when, when when, when, When life gets real and it gets tough and people get primal, right? It's real important that as leaders that we should always remember that each one of us, including our, our bosses, our clients, and our spouses, at times is nothing more than a well-dressed Neanderthal just trying to make sense of a very complex world. Our ancient brains are struggling and we're dropping into that primal state. And when that happens, we look like we don't trust ourselves, which means no one else is going to trust us either. And the more 
we as rooftop leaders can understand what that looks like when it occurs, right? The more we can manage the emotional temperature of ourselves and those around us. Yes, fear is contagious. Yes, anger is contagious, but so is leadership. And if we really start to apply these waterline principles, these waterline articles, and I hope that you will, this really important one is to remember that when life and shit gets tough, people are going to get primal. It's going to happen. And the atmospheric conditions of VUCA and Triple D and resistance and persistent fear and epic uncertainty and prolonged isolation are ingredients of the devil's cocktail that will make that even worse. And then the divisionist leaders, they fan the flames. And so the people around us are dancing in this trance-like state of scarcity and status and fear-based behavior, and they don't even realize it. Sometimes you don't even realize it. So this is, this is imperative that we take stock of our arena and our human terrain and we recognize that, hey man, like nobody else is coming. You know, this is up to me. I'm the one that's going to have to lead here. I'm the one that is going to have to remember that in the moments of duress, in the moments of high emotion, that when life gets real and shit gets tough, people get primal. And this shadow tribalism is starting to visit upon people. You know, like I've said before, I've had conversations at family reunions where sweet little ladies just like show teeth and their eyes narrow when they talk about a particular uh, political candidate. That is not an appropriate response for that person. They are dropping into a trance-like state. They are demonstrating primal fear going to the secondary emotion of anger. And this is very concerning. You know, as someone who worked in low-trust environments and studies the neuroscience and social science of, of human connection and what it looks like when it goes all the way primal, um, it's bad. It, it, it typically ends in violence because what you have are in-groups and out-groups competing for resources. I've worked with a lot of companies that are trying to do mergers right now. And I'll tell you, they're falling apart because the cultures are clashing together and they're approaching the merger transactionally. You know, the leaders are showing all these PowerPoint decks of why the merger makes all this sense and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And it's this top-down projection of just bullshit. And the people involved in the merger are going, okay, I'm going to lose my job. I'm not going to be able to feed my family. I'm going to lose my standing in the company, my tenure. These are all things that when change happens, change freaks people out, man. When shit gets tough, people get primal. And when we don't like that kind of change and change freaks people out in a primal, fear-based kind of way, and they go right to two things, resource scarcity and status. Am I going to have enough to feed my family to survive? And is my status going to change in the context of my clan, my tribe, my group? And leaders are not addressing that at all. They're not even considering that when they throw out these, these mergers or organizational changes in the middle of a pandemic, for God's sake. And it's not that they're bad leaders, it's that they have been trained in the transactional mindset of the mass technology modern world. And it's it, it worked during the industrial age of the 20th century and maybe part of the 21st century. But as we move into these very dynamic times of churn, these techniques are not only going to fail and fall short, they're going to create a social insurgency in what you're trying to build. You're actually going to foment in-group, out-group behavior, and it's going to chew you up and bleed you out from the inside. And particularly could even result in violence at a community and national level. So to these leaders out there who are practicing divisionism, stop it. Just stop it right now. 
right? And I'm talking about the presidential candidates as well. Trump, Biden, all you cats that are that are fomenting divisionism, you should be ashamed of yourselves and you should knock it off. And I'm telling you, this is a combat veteran who is witnessing this kind of behavior because you know what? People are mimicking you. People are modeling what you're doing. They're modeling in-group, out-group behavior. They're modeling the, the, the trance-like state that you're creating, right? This fear-based behavior, this shadow tribalism where they're trying to advance their own agenda over, the, over another party in ways that is with contempt and moral superiority, not something designed for a liberal democracy, not something designed for a society of individualism rightly understood. And for the leaders out there who are doing this, I, I seriously mean it. You need to knock it off. And that includes the veteran population, my own peers, who are stepping into the political arena and thinking that going one party is going to save the nation. I mean, that's diluted because both parties have lost their way. Both parties have fomented divisionism. They have sowed the seeds of contempt in their own base to act in a tribal way, to create fear-based behavior. It's irresponsible and I hope our veterans can show us what leadership looks like, like they did with Pineapple Express, like they did in other situations recently. But we're not above it either. You know, we're not. We get caught up in it just like everybody else. And the more that you start to buy into, like, my guy, my girl, who's the candidate or this leader, and you just divest your own agency, you give away your own autonomy to these people, and you start acting tribal. But it all comes down to this article, which is, when shit gets tough, people get primal. So I hope that you'll file that away. I hope that you'll make that a top of mind reality as you navigate the world. And here's what I'm asking. Start noticing it. See if I'm wrong, right? Notice that when things get tough or when, um, when change happens or, or um, fear kicks in, watch how people act these days. Watch how they go from like zero to 120 in three seconds with this inappropriate response of contempt and moral superiority over their neighbor. Notice if you're doing it because this is a dangerous path we're on and it's up to rooftop leaders to bring it back. All right. That's article number four. When we come back for the next one, we're going to cover article number five, which is pay attention to status. It fits right into this article right here is understanding that all humans are status creatures. And the more we understand how status affects us, even in this modern world, the better of a competitive edge we have to be relevant and relatable to the people we lead. All right. Love you guys. Thanks for what you do. We'll see you next time on the rooftop. (music) 